Welcome back to X Drive Megabox, a podcast about gaming. I'm one half of this equation, James Ide, gaming writer and son of Baal, and I'm joined as always by Michael. Hello, hello, James. Can you <laughs> hello, hear me? Buddy. I can hear you. And uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about iconic games. Do you like my Brian Blessed voice? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, kind it of. sounds good. But firstly, <laughs> uh, we were going to do some gaming news. Um, Yes. So, would you like me to go first? Yes. Okay, well, you know this one, so it's not a surprise anymore. But, speaking of iconic games, uh, the cancelled GoldenEye remaster, which was going to be released on Xbox 360, so quite a while ago now, on Xbox Live Arcade, has leaked online. There's been some videos, some YouTube footage of it, but apparently the game is out there now as well. Obviously, people will be trying to download it. It will be illegal because it is technically Rare's stolen property. So, you know, be careful if you're going to dabble in that. But it would be very interesting to see it. I've seen a couple of videos of it. It looks good. It, it look, you know, good for a is, not They last say it's gen, playable gen on PC, reviews. right? So uh, Through emulator. Right, right. But are they, are they, have they somehow got it onto Xbox 360? Yes, modded ones. So okay, you either... Okay. You either play it on a modded oh, Xbox 360, which we cannot endorse in any way, shape, or form, no. or playing it through an emulator on PC, which I'm pretty sure we can't support either. No, but, no. but people do it, and it's a thing, and it happens. Yes, um, yes. So shame obviously, on you. Shame. As we said, it's illegal. Um, but if you want to get your bond fix and you don't have an N64 or any of that jazz, um, then you know you can wait for the legit Bond game that will be coming from uh, IO Interactive, the Hitman people. Is that people. true? I didn't future. know there was a James Bond game coming. Oh, yes. Well, when? there you go. Another, you got two for the price of one today, Mikey. That's pretty good. Bits of news. Yeah, IO um, are creating the next Bond game. They won the license for it. It was all in the news a while ago. That's know, how current I we I are. Didn't see. I didn't see. But, if, I mean, if it was anything since 2018, I'm clearly just not aware of it. <laughs> but, I mean, you know they'll do a good job. They did a fantastic job with Hitman, so oh, they yeah. know the stealth gaming, they can do action. So I think it will be oh, absolutely goodness. ruddy fantastic. One other thing that I saw the other day, I don't know if you've seen this yet, because it's one of the games that I've been wanting to recommend to you, is the Yakuza Collection, the remasters. Oh, uh, yes. They've come out on, um, I don't know if they were already on PlayStation, they probably were, but uh, they've just come out on PC and Xbox. So, in the distant future, when I have time again, I plan on playing all of them. And also, actually, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Judgment, the spin-off from the Yakuza series that oh, isn't yes. Like a Dragon, the other spin-off. The spin-off yeah, the detective one. Yes, the one that happened before Like a Dragon Yes, uh, is coming to Xbox, but not PC, I believe. Uh, PlayStation. It was a PlayStation timed exclusive, yes. So that is now coming out. So I'm very excited to try it, even though from what I hear, it's not as good as Like a Dragon. Um, No, but it's it's a different kind of game, right? Sorry, like Greg Miller was talking about. It's on 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 their thing, and they uh, and uh, it's it's more of a detective game, right? It's kind of. Well, investigate it's, is it not yeah, supposedly it doesn't really like that but yes you do fine, like tail fine. people and and do some forms of investigation but it's really you know not the it's pretty focus. basic the it's not like, is basically it's kicking not like people Sherlock in Holmes the face games. no it's not even like la noir where you just pick yeah, up rubbish. a fag packet and like roll it around okay. going hmm. hmm there's nothing to see here but i mean it still looks good and it still looks fun Good and fun is all right. I have, I have too much to play at the moment. 
I, I guess that bridges us quite well. So what what have you actually been playing since, since we last met <laughs> such good segues Mikey. um Super. so recently i've been playing uh witcher 3 i also uh just to mix it up a little bit i tried playing it on the xbox uh, series x the other night which was really good playing it with my wife in the room wasn't the best idea because the intro sequence does show a little bit of bum cheeky bit of bum yeah so she was going what the hell are you playing um and i was going oh it's witcher you've seen me play this before she's like i don't remember this bit um <laughs> yeah so that was good <laughs> um, um and then she said um yennefer looks like barbie apparently barbie. which i thought was interesting yeah i, I didn't agree but yeah um i've also been playing uh Baldur's gate because i've actually been hankering for some D D recently um mm. and uh, i've been watching these videos from these guys called viva la dirt league i don't know if you've heard of them but they do comedy skits and sketches based off video games but one other thing they do is they play D&D and then because they're all actors they act out the scenes that they're oh, well, not fun. the whole scenes but they act out short bursts of what's happening in game oh, that's uh, but cool. in full costumes and stuff and it's very 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 funny so I will definitely send it to you but that made me want to play Baldur's Gate 3 which is still in early access which uh, is still awesome absolutely love it so I've been playing that and the other game I played a tiny bit of is the game called Populous 3 I don't know if you've ever... Yes. yes so I yes. love the Populous games back in the day. No, but wait, on... wait. Isn't Populous 3 the 3D one where you're going yes. around as a shaman? Yes. Oh, what? you're you're too good. Yes. Oh, I like that. That's that... that's my favourite one. So, um, oh. yeah, I loved that game as a kid. I think I got it one Christmas and I saw it on GOG and I don't know if it was on sale or not, but either way I bought it. And, oh, uh, my God. It's, it's been notoriously hard to run on systems, but, of course, GOG doing what they do. It ran perfectly on my computer. Um, I remember looking at those graphics and thinking, my God, this is so amazing. The world is... Yeah, and it's it's so different from the other populaces. It's not top-down, right? It's like proper 3D. Or does it turn top-down? It is sort of top-down, but um, the world is circular. And oh, it is very, very good. It's quite simple, um, but it's a really good game. So yeah, I've been playing that as well. Um, in, oh, I just love the guess. shaman idea there. I think I wrote stories about that shaman, or at least I don't know. I had Your some kind fiction. of story. I, I was like twelve or thirteen. She came I into the room. Out. <laughs> she kept on no, her mask. Uh, not Yennefer stories, for God's sake. I'm <laughs> My a very Yennefer innocent person. <laughs> the shaman walked into the room. They patted the dog. <laughs> That's not and a blew me up with a fireball. That's not, oh, for God's sake. Uh, I've just been playing Cyberpunk a little bit. Nice. And, and Journey to Savage Planet. I did, show you, you know, I did show you, actually, the last time You've got your physical book, don't you? My beautiful oh, Cyberpunk book. Shiny. It's so glossy, beautiful, pretty. Um, absolutely love Cyberpunk. So, yes, today we're going to be talking about iconic games and that's quite a difficult it's quite a prickly subject um it's at least a big subject it we, were, we were very excited about it last time so this was actually a question that came in from from Virgilio, who's who's my friend and and uh one of our listeners thank you very much Virgilio. um thank and, you buddy and i thought it was very cool so so what's the main thing it's what 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 makes an iconic game uh what do we think are iconic games so, um, and how do they, how do they do when they came out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> compared to well, compared I've got a specific thing on that. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, iconic games—that's difficult. I mean, 
what what does make an iconic game? I mean, is it good controls, great game mechanics, compelling story, or just being fun to play? I mean, I don't know, but um, surely they've got to reach a certain level of status, right? Like iconic is like you, you can have ones which you personally like, but then iconic games are they have to be famous, surely to 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 some extent. Mm. Yes, to some extent, I agree with really, you on that. Like, I, I also think pillars of the genre or pillars of. I also think games. that they don't have to have all of those things, like good controls, great mechanics, good story, good graphics, all that jazz. But it has to have all of those things to a certain level. Mm. It's very hard to become iconic and really fail horrifically on one of those things. Not impossible, but the the most iconic games. Also, it tends to be tied into our nostalgia quite a bit because I was thinking about iconic games and what came to my mind at first was breath of the wild fallout 2 planescape torment majora's mask and they are i mean yeah they are iconic but really they're just games i really like so that doesn't necessarily make them iconic and the one thing i thought i would say majora's mask is 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 a really good game and you know arguably some people would say the best zelda game some strange people (laughs) um and uh but i i wouldn't call it iconic it's it oh i would absolutely because the other part of the the ingredient i would say is iconic games um you know have all those things i mentioned but also uh add something unique and new yeah and i think majora's mask specifically is iconic because of the the time repeating sort of structure So not just taking Link out of Hyrule and, and messing around with the plot, that's all well and good, but the thing that really, to me, makes it iconic is how unique it is. Again, if if timey-wimey stuff had been more done, then yeah. maybe I'd go, oh, it's just another timey-wimey game, and yeah, it's fine. But because it was, you know, the way they did it and how early on they did it and how inventive it was for Nintendo, I think that counts as an iconic game. Hmm. And I think that's quite important, that uniqueness. I mean, think of the first time you saw Rapture in Bioshock or the first time you did crafting in Minecraft. You know, there's key moments in certain games where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah. So that's what I think is is at least a key ingredient of what makes a game iconic. Hmm. When and that's the end of my about... TED Talk. No, that's nice. The, 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 we, when we chatted about it before, you had... You had quite an interesting kind of take which was around cult status of games yes like yes. Are, are they are they held up as iconic games in general or are they are they um uh we, we, we were asked do, do iconic games tend to tend to line up with sales and i automatically answered well yeah because yeah, they, they sold really well as well, and so I, I just, I just went into this presuming, well, yeah, they're going to be, they're, they're, they're famous, and they've kind of stood the test of time, um, and but the I ones the that do that, way. loads of people have played. But you've gone, well, no, you, you can just like them. <laughs> no, I think the, I found this immediately really interesting that that you that you, you I thought of games to, that are cultish or cultish cult cult-ish. that have a cult following that are iconic but that flopped i find that really interesting and a few yeah, came to my mind um do you want me to list them yeah Maybe. yeah so a few 
cult games that that flop that I definitely think are iconic are Earthbound. I don't know if you've ever yeah, played it. Yeah, yeah. Snes, I've never played it, but it's Snes era RPG set in in modern times, and by modern I mean nineties. I mean it's nineties. I think it's nineteen ninety X or something like that. Is um, is when it's set, um, and it's uh, on the surface, it seems very happy and almost childlike. You know, you get attacked by lamps and like random dogs and old ladies walking the street. But it's actually got an underlayer of really dark. Like you also get attacked. You're a little kid with psychic powers and you get attacked by like the police and zombies. And like they're all actual monsters in it. And there's a bit where, um, you know, you get pulled into a cult. Um, The end boss in it is just like the ultimate embodiment of evil. And he attacks you and his attacks are so powerful. You can't even comprehend them. They nearly kill you in one. And... Meanwhile, he's saying really messed up stuff and like going, oh, it feels good. Oh, it hurts and saying really weird stuff that throws you off. And the way you defeat him again is really interesting because it's not just numbers um, because his hits can just devastate you and you don't beat oh, because him. It's through a turn-based, is it? Yes, it's, sorry. It's okay. a turn-based RPG. Such a, such a, such a good game. A really wacky, really funny sense of humour, but like a, a nice undercurrent of just so dark. And mm. I don't even think Nintendo have admitted to how dark this game is. Um, also, there's some brilliant fan theories. The end boss, if you see what he looks like, he does look kind of like a fetus, which is messed up. Oh and Nintendo has gone, he's absolutely not. He's absolutely not a fetus. Definitely not he a looks fetus. like a fetus. And you're supposedly stopping him before he gets super powerful, so he might be a fetus, so I don't know. Anyway, that's Earthbound. Uh, Another game that is absolutely iconic um, but didn't do that well is Spec Ops The Line. So sort of in a world of dull brown and tan military shooters, Spec Ops, you know, on on first glance, looks like just another third-person military shooter. You know, go here, shoot people, usually foreign people and do that yeah but there is the story is so good and it slowly sort of descends into madness and the consequences of your actions like when you start shooting people i think one of the first big reveals i don't want to ruin it but i have to a little bit one of the first reveals is you've been shooting american soldiers and you're out in another and that's a big deal like you've been shooting your own people and then another section you can't really progress until you kind of blow up an area and then you blow the area up and it turns out you've just killed a bunch of civilians and your main character, his sanity just starts degrading and degrading oh, and God. degrading. And he makes he just keeps making bad decisions, which are right at the time, but consequences later on kind of start to show, nope, that, that was really bad. Nope, that's really bad. So it's more of a sort of meditation on war and what it does to people and how it really is fucking awful really good game i mean putting that kind of message <laughs> i know i didn't i know did, i know did it putting, not do so well or putting in an anti no it did not do well which is such a shame it is so good and so well done and putting this anti-war message in a military shooter and it, and yeah. really when you first look at it it's like hoorah and you're just shooting people and you know it's very you know it's, generic it's in that sense but then slowly you. but surely things start getting revealed that that really show that it's much smarter than it lets on and the um, another game that, that's in in this list is uh, Alpha Protocol. I absolutely love this game. This is again one of my favourites. But it's uh, Obsidian and uh, Sega's kind of James Bond RPG 
espionage God. game. Yeah I, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, it was quite buggy, which is such a shame. I, I really think it should get remastered and put on the Switch because it'd be amazing. Um, so you can go throughout your missions and even even the support people you've got back at base giving you objectives, the way you talk to them you know, affects how they deal with you later on. Some of them prefer you oh, to be very fun. abrupt. Others want you to talk to them a little bit and be polite. Um, you can specialize in different weapons, different skills. So you can just sneak in and totally stealth it. Or you could completely blow the place up and trash the place like Jack Bauer on crack. You know, right. it's, it depends how you want to play it, which is, I love that kind of game. And um, yeah, another iconic game. Doesn't Don't know if this game's good, but it's definitely iconic, is Deadly Premonition. So it's a sort of Twin Peaks-esque horror game that's kind of equal parts funny horror just plain weird um it's kind of like twin peaks as seen through a japanese lens like the developers obviously have a slightly skewed view of you know he, americana is, is he a ghost or or he can see ghosts or something in deadly premonition no he's not a ghost he oh, has okay. a sort of imaginary friend who talks to him called zach okay, and he brings it wonderful. up all the time like it's not like um yeah, it's it's not like uh, he keeps it a secret because, you know, who would tell everyone that like, oh, by the way, I'm just talking to my Imagine invisible made up friend yeah. who's telling me what to do next. I guess he has to so explain weird. why he's talking. And to that's the not the weirdest part of the game by a long shot. In fact, that's the that's the easiest to accept. The game only gets weirder and you're just sent to this weird friggin town to investigate some murders and things go very south and very, very weird. I don't want to ruin anything. I've already like ruined a few of the games on the list. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. Yes, many, many, many spoilers. But um, yeah, it goes really, really, really messed up. And uh, yeah, I'd say it's iconic. I, I don't think it's very good, that game, but I do think it's iconic. That's so strange. Because so, mm. so, cause I just call those cult games, or at least... You know they've got their games that have developed a cult following. Maybe in in the years afterwards, because Deadly Premonition is definitely one which was kind of hazy at the time, and some people yep. were interested in it and kind of vouching for it. But yep. has kind of stuck around. And Spec Ops, likewise, I do keep hearing about it. Is it does that not I've make it iconic? It, people keep talking it. about it. You can have I, cult games I, that aren't I, very good. I don't know. It, it's just iconic that, whether whether a cult game that is also actually good, whether that makes it iconic. I think it has to. I, I don't know. I think I think it has to have a certain level of fame. But maybe maybe that's me being. I think if it stands out to enough people, since I work if... in marketing effectively, then uh, <laughs> then then I'm just seeing it from a kind of marketing standpoint. I think if the game or its themes, um, you know really resonate with people i think that makes it iconic not necessarily okay. its sales um because again so many of our favorite games aren't necessarily big sellers but they yeah. definitely have something that speaks to you yeah so, so i came about at this from a, from a slightly different angle though it, it seems because i i tried to like analyze, i tried to kind of analyze and break down like what made these ones stick in the mind like really big games Okay, and what may you know? I think they've got to build up a, a a bit of a head of steam beforehand, so they sell well and people get excited about them. But also, they've got to stick in your mind. 
and the you do have games which fizzle out after launch because they turn out to be just not very interesting games, right? Oh yeah, lots. Um, but or that they're cookie cutter of something else, or they're especially sequelitis is a thing, you know. Exactly, where... exactly. Yeah. So, so I had a I had a small list of of things it's got to have, which is kind of prioritised. Okay. And the, the I wondered, you know, when, when I thought, okay, what makes up a, a, a an iconic game? I thought immediately, oh, great story and characters. But the more I thought uh, th- thought about it, the less I found that story actually comes into it. So the first thing was, at, at its real core, like the fundamental that you've got to have is a strong, well-executed core mechanic that makes the game fun. Yeah. Because I ultimately, for any of these games, like I know that we have very, very dramatic games, like you know, your Uncharted, the Naughty Dog ones, and mm-hmm. you know, Uncharted and Last of Us Part Two, and all these. But if they didn't, if they weren't fun to play, then they wouldn't be good games. Yeah. And if they weren't mechanically well made, you just wouldn't exactly. play them. You'd either get bored or or it would just be painful and annoying. Although I will give one exception to this rule. Yeah. And it's a game you know well, and that's Death Stranding. But I think that's really well crafted. The mechanic is there for a reason, and it does support the, the game and the way it's meant to be played and experienced. Definitely supports the plot, but a lot of people, that's what turned them off about it. They said, oh, you know, the controls and completely. moving around and the mechanics were very, were just, well, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. This is this is what people have said. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some people I'd, struggled I'd... with the movement mechanics and, you know, the trudging around and how long it takes and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. But I think, but I think that is the point of the game. That is the very, very fundamental building block of that game, at least, right? Absolutely. That 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 you have to grab onto your backpack while you're walking around. <laughs> Otherwise, your main character will fall over. Which then it takes it into a whole different feel and world yeah, of game. You're depowered rather than empowered, top. and that, yeah, that shows exactly. in combat as well. Like you're often running away from it rather than engaging it. And some exactly. people will get on with that straight away and go oh cool and others will just it's not what they like or not what they used to because so many games you're overpowered and that's the point you know that the change can be jarring but but i I particularly think of this when playing cyberpunk because i think cyberpunk is a game which has a fantastic world but but I, i i i have trouble with finding the like the fun core mechanic because, you know, you have yeah. shooting, you have hacking, which is interesting, but it's basically just pressing a couple of buttons. Yeah, yeah, it's um, very simplistic, yeah. Yeah, and so I keep wondering, if they'd done a thing like, and I don't know if they did this in the background, if they'd done a thing like Breath of the Wild, you know, if you watch the GDC videos and see, originally with Breath of the Wild, they, they mapped it all out in, in 2D Zelda land. <sighs> And play tested it to death. Yes. Um, before they actually, um, before they actually built it in 3D, just to see how it felt to play, see all the the different systems interacting with each other, like the fact you can, you know, cut down trees to land on enemies and things like this, mm. to make it a proper game. And the co- and the core mechanic of of, of Zelda of, of that Zelda is that you can climb, and that's basically it. And so then they designed the whole game around that. 
I know that there's lots more beside that, but when they talk about it, I think they that say, mechanic supports other mechanics, which yes, I agree. Exactly that, but they, they I agree but, but as well. The Cyberpunk they doesn't design. feel like it has that. Exactly. There's, there's there's progression, there's plot, there's pretty world, world building, all that stuff, which I think is fantastic. But I agree, I can't think of a of a mechanic in Cyberpunk other than go here, kill a thing, level up. Go yeah. here, explore like exploring maybe a little bit, some other plot a little bit, yeah. you know. But it all seems to be going around just to show you, to show you more set pieces. And again, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I think that's why neither of us have put Cyberpunk on the list. Um, so, so that was the first one. The second one was that it's a, it's got a distinctive world that you want to run around in. You know, you can argue what's distinctive, but the things I listed out, basically, I said for this. I don't think this is what makes it iconic, but it's a necessary part of it, especially for the marketing. So, because you've got to get people in there, and the the world is something that's very like you look at Cyberpunk, for instance. It's very easy to sell people on and get people excited about it because the feel of the game is far more difficult to get people excited about because until they can actually play it. So I was thinking of things like Half-Life 2, Uncharted, No Man's mm-hmm. Sky, Morrowind, uh, which is a game that my siblings absolutely love, um, Monkey Island, you know, it's Pirates in the Caribbean, basically, hmm. Assassin's Creed again, Zelda again, the Resident Evils even, and the Final Fantasies, like, each they, they have kind of these distinct worlds, and where the world yeah. gets... It's just a supporting thing. I just think it's a necessary supporting thing. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of ones that I can say that will make that fall apart. So, but even then, like, I don't know, Last of Us. But that is a compelling world because you know, post-apocalyptic exactly. worlds are always interesting. Even though they have been done, theirs is a little bit different because and, it's more and, focused on the people rather than the monsters. Exactly, and the, and the um, way they flip it around is that they it's not quite zombies. It's you know, people infected by a bug by a virus and so they've got funny heads and things like this so they're not quite vi- uh, zombies but you know that's is tenuous but i said like if it's not you can break it down when it's certain kinds of games so if it's not a self-directed like or linear or open world game then you need really strong characters and what i'm talking about here is like overwatch and League of Legends and things mm. like this, where it's not it's not a story driven game. It is multiplayer, and there are kind of multiple maps, let's say. And so, what but they've learned to do to those worlds isn't there. there? Is, Just because we there don't is, know it, and because it isn't, you have. But to the law is the around the characters, yeah. right? And and the appeal is not like running around this place in in your spare time. It is playing with others and playing with these cool kind of characters and and um. Well, look at something like Fortnite. That's iconic. And while it's a game that I personally do not like, I dislike so many things about it. But we'll go into that another time if I haven't already done it. That you could argue is iconic. Yeah. And yeah, that has no story. Character. And the world, I don't know if it's compelling. I, I think well, the a lot world of changes each season. Yeah. yeah. But, but I would but, argue but it's that still a cartoony world that has no stakes and no, nothing interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm sounding yeah, too yeah. biased and I'm trying not to. But I'd argue that isn't iconic. But 
it's off is it iconic is fortnite iconic fortnite is definitely iconic okay but but then it doesn't but then it keeps changing right and also the characters each each season they change the characters and the characters you know you may get attached to one or another or, or another for instance there was a there was a like uh, th- there was a banana peel man in one of the previous seasons, and one who uh, was like a giant that, muscle man one. with a with a kitty for a head. Yeah, yeah, that's the cat. That's the sort of yeah meowsles. bear suit. Sorry, bear suit. Yeah, that's cuddle team leader. That's the only one I remember because I thought the name was so stupid. But they're so creative that they make it yes. fun. But they they I don't I agree. Like they don't stick around long enough for you to get attached to them. But they are things that bring you back and they are things that you do at least temporarily get attached to. And I guess the they definitely win on the whole um, uh, good mechanic. Again, while it's a mechanic I don't enjoy, they've definitely, it definitely is a good mechanic, you know? Yeah. So, sorry, I'm, I'm taking a quite, quite a long time over each of these, but I don't mean to. So, distinctive world or I think really distinctive characters if it's not yeah. like a linear one. The third one was what I've called like hero or surprising moments. And this is really for iconic games. So these are thing moments in the game that stick in your brain. And and this oh, so is this, this was like what I was saying earlier. Exactly. About, these are like, moments where you go and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and often I find it's paired with like story affecting gameplay. Yeah. So, so like blowing so up like Megaton in Fallout three, that kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. So I've got, you know, Ocarina of Time when you go forward in time and you're going, oh, well, I didn't expect that. Um, Majora's Mask, the giant horrendous looking moon crashing into the earth. I mean, that sticks in your mind because it's got such a terrifying face. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And like even just putting the mask on. In fact, it wins on several um, levels of your score because the mechanic is interesting. The mask one. Yeah. It changes things up. It's a, it's an interesting mechanic. It's a it's a good mechanic. Um, it's it's a fantastic it game. Head. There's so much in the world. I mean, it's so much done with so little. But anyway, yes. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. That's no, what's no, taking that's, so long. that's fine. I, I, I just had loads for this because I found it really exciting. So, the the, uh, the city level in the latest Mario, in in yep. Morrowind, New Donk right? City. Yeah, New Donk City, thank you. I mean, <laughs> are, are any of the other levels, do they compare in any way? Like, all the marketing <laughs> was about New Donk City, and that is the best level by far. Um, apart from, obviously, the moment where you take over a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, Half-Life 2, I mentioned the other day, and I thought, there's so many in this. And especially for the time, there are so many yeah. like big moments. Like it's early cinematic gameplay as well. Like even just exactly. the intro sequence on the, um, uh, sorry, Half Life Two. Uh, yeah, even that still very cinematic. Yeah, and the, you know when you get off the train at the start. Yeah, like the the combine in the nineteen eighty four feel. Yep. The, the tall robot things. I can't remember what they're called. Like even the horror bit of Raven's Home. It keeps changing it up, and mm-hmm. it keeps surprising. Um, Monkey Island had insult dueling. Metal Gear Solid Two had had turning out that you weren't going to be what's his face Solid Snake. Oh yeah, and, that you're Raiden instead of Snake. And yeah. obviously the the is it the end with the big twist again? We won't. I won't discuss it because a I've not played the game, but the big big twist. Yeah, I mean that that you end up naked basically is is uh, 
it, not it, the but, twist. But no, no, that's not the twist. But you go what? And and it yeah. makes you play differently. And I think the ones that make you play differently stick in your brain all the more because they they um they kind of send you into a bit of a panic, <laughs> and yeah. so you have your kind of emotional memory uh, cutting in. Then one that I've heard of but I haven't actually played is Dead Space Two, I think. And oh, I yeah, saw some article around um, around the moment you actually have to stick a needle in your eye. Yeah, yeah. And, I've seen and that then clip and... that has that has burned into people's brains, understandably. Much like a needle being stuck into your friggin' retina. But yes, yeah, yeah, pretty, I agree with that. Pretty much that. Um, so that that that's what I had. So so here are surprising moments. I said if multiplayer, then those moments are created between you and your friends. Like there's probably like like you think of a golden eye for instance and there are things in the single player for that like jumping off the dam for instance but there are yeah, you know, working well like uh, i remember back a long time ago but over 10 years ago I used to play counter-strike a lot and playing them with some friends yeah at land parties you know we had our own kind of moments that you know shots that were impossible to make or someone managing to like bunny hop around and then knife someone who's got a one-hit kill rifle and you just slaughter them with a knife for insult's sake. I mean, loads of cool yeah. stuff like that that means nothing <laughs> to anyone else, but to us it was really funny. Exactly that, but that's where it all kind of fragments because it's more difficult to talk about it. It's not a shared thing. Yes. But yep. it, it definitely applies in multiplayer and probably in RPGs as well, where your your choices are your own, but they affect you all the more deeply if they are really well crafted. Oh like my you, god, yes. You were talking about Fallout and Planescape and all these. Yeah, I think I even gave some examples. And basically, yeah. yes, there are lots of like and heavy gangs plot against each other and all this. Because you, yeah, the, the gangsters, <laughs> the new Reno gangsters in um, yeah Fallout Two. Loads of moments in Planescape, um, Disco Elysium as well. Like they all have moments that really. I mean, Planescape and Disco Elysium have both given me existential crises. Nice. Um, and Lovely. Disco Elysium, like, I was playing it, I haven't played it in ages, which is such a shame, but the last time I played it, like, it made me cry. Like, there was a oh bit goodness. that happened that I wasn't expecting. It was just some sort of regular dialogue, and then and then it, some things opened up, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so heavy. Oh, my God. And, yeah, it was, it was so good. I was just like, this is so well written. Anyway, sorry, I, at least once an episode I have to... Um, mentioned Disco Elysium yeah, how awesome yeah. it is. Uh, I, we're I, not sponsored. I have to um, play it. Some, I have to play it somehow. I, maybe really, if I try loading really it up do. again, it will uh, not bust the computer. If it if it comes up on Stadia, I will buy it for you. Yeah, oh, thank you. Fact. Um, no, I've no, I've 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 bought it. It's just like uh, it's just Can't it's the it. computer. Yeah. 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 Fine. Um, uh, and then finally, a story that sticks with you. And I think this is like the, the icing on the cake as we were talking about it before. Because with Zelda, maybe, and with... Um, I was thinking like, you know, Last of Us Part Two and the really cinematic games. Mm-hmm. You do remember moments in the story. So maybe this... You know, I don't think this necessarily. Moment. I think maybe this is it's, more. It's not necessary, but it's an icing on the cake. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that because what came to my mind when we were talking about iconic again, going back into the sort of past, um, was Mario, obviously, which has, as we've said, the plot is. I mean, t- for the time, great, but by modern standards, terrible. And also, like Tomb Raider, that was an. I'd yeah. say that's an iconic game. I weirdly enough, I'd say the modern Tomb Raider games, while 
brilliant and much better than the originals. I don't think the modern ones are iconic. No. I think they're they're very modern. They're, they're good. They're good stories. You know all that jazz. But I'd say Tomb Raider one and two and even three, like were iconic and definitely. Oh yeah, I had one. I had I had one in 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 my list of big moments, like the moment <laughs> where a T Rex suddenly appears and you'll go what, yeah. and yep. and uh, just uh, again. The moment Lara Croft panic. is on screen and you see those polygonal <laughs> boobs, you're like what? <laughs> That's not pop. They're 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 fucking cones. <laughs> How does she have cones on her chest? I mean, I'll fat to it, but you know, God. it's an awkward. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I lowering the joy tone. Yet. I'm lowering the tone. Anyway, point being, uh, yes. story is a bit. I mean, it's like supposed to be like an action that, blockbuster. But isn't that thing. interesting? Because because like in in any other medium, like in novels, in films, like stories are such a huge part, but. Games because they're so interactive, it comes really, really, really low down the pecking order. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you do get trash books and you do get trash films as well. And some films, true. The the difference being is a trash book or a trash film will be quite niche, whereas a trash video game plot could still be in a triple A, you know, love. Oh yeah, definitely. Look at Call definitely. of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately. As, sorry, cheap yeah. shot, but like, or really? I could pick out of a hat a number of games which have terrible plots but did fantastically well or plots that are like well, doesn't make choose any, any mario <laughs> oh, i yeah, mean it's true absolutely they're, they're yeah, not absolutely plots they're true. just kind of levels loosely tied together and while we're saying like zelda's amazing it's again marginally better but only marginally which is where majora's mask stands out because it's the one where the, the mechanic is tied to the story the story is super dark yep. and anyway it all ties together that's it so what was that it was strong well executed core mechanic distinctive world hero surprising moments and maybe maybe a story that sticks with you and particularly ones where it changes the mechanic up um mm. like where the like your spec ops example i think it's a really good example where developments in this story make you um like go specifically against how you're supposed to play the game yeah or, or go against your expectations yeah definitely yeah or go against your expectations yeah i'm I'm now looking through my steam library of like things that i think might be iconic or not because it is a good question it's just i don't think i could ever answer it i, I like your list i just think it's not a definitive way of mm. deciding because some games tick all those boxes some tick bet you know just a few yeah. admittedly yeah. all of the games i'd consider iconic have at least one or two or three things on that list so that's yeah. good but um yeah i'm just, <laughs> just looking through just going uh, yeah that one yeah maybe not that one that one maybe not that one um but but i think it's it's got to have done enough to be a really <laughs> really interesting and like a, a really interesting game and well crafted yeah but had enough momentum behind it that a lot of people played it and so it's got it's famous basically and then on the other side you've it's got to stick in your head and the only thing that can stick in your head is is basically the gameplay and big moments in it is that the difference between iconic and cult then so it was cult like 
I'd say it cult, ticks cult all those iconic, boxes for it's you, a, a niche audience. but it didn't necessarily find its audience or didn't do well, yeah. whereas an iconic yeah. one did. I mean, I don't. I would argue that definition, but I do think that's interesting because I was just thinking of a game called Arcanum that most people haven't heard of. Uh, yeah. But it was made by, uh, again, some of the people who made uh, Fallout went to a studio, former studio called Troika Games, and they didn't last very long. And the game has so many errors, but it's basically steampunk Fallout. And it's so good, and the world building is so good, and the music in it I still listen to. It's all oh, wow. based in sort of the um, you know early 1900s, late 1800s. God, we didn't even so mention music. It's carry on. so, so, so good. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to work out if it's iconic. I was thinking, well, yeah, of course it is, but that's just because I like it so much. And it definitely didn't do well. Um <laughs> So that, that's cold. I probably by, <laughs> by your, definition that's cold. Then yeah, I'd, I'd argue definitely by your standards, it's not iconic. And I'm trying to work out if by mine it is because I do think it's iconic. But on the other hand, it's not. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, you know, and there's games like uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I think that's a really good game. But uh, yeah. I think a lot of people would say it's iconic, and I don't think it is. I think the original it's Deus Ex has to be. The original, I would agree, is. Oh, I didn't even know I had it, but I do. Yes. Oh, well done. Uh, <laughs> but again, I guess it it shakes up its genre, whereas Human Revolution doesn't. So that yeah. was the thing we were saying yes. about it has to yes, be unique, yes, has yes. to change things, or at least have some it new element. So whether it changes its genre or or if it's part of a series, this is one reason you and I. Um, love Breath of the Wild so much because it took a very well-established series and then turned it on its head. And I mean, I think that's that's one of the things that helps make something iconic. Um, Torment, I think, is iconic because it took so a lot of RPG staples and turned them on their head and really messed about and played with the idea. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, Bioshock taking that sort of action slash horror genre and, yeah, changing that. Um, I mean, yeah, talk about big loads. moments in that. <laughs> yeah. 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 A man chooses, a slave obeys. Yes. Sorry. I don't need to be doing quotes. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, there, there are... It's interesting to see because I think iconic can be deeply personal. But yes, I guess if you're going, if I, if iconic, I don't is want to railroad it. I think I think I think <laughs> what you, you my my kind of definition of them could is could be wrong, right? Because I think you've got a good point in that cult games don't necessarily have to be good, or cult things don't have to necessarily have to be good. They're just kind of well loved. Whereas yeah, you or really they, are or they about tick really one of the boxes games. off your list really, really well, but then yeah. fail on everything else. So, like, yeah. super oh. gripping story, amazing story, everything else, like terrible mechanics, terrible graphics, terrible everything else, or really interesting characters, really interesting world, like maybe cyberpunk, but then mechanically yeah. it's weak. Again, I wouldn't yeah. say terrible, but I'd definitely say we can't think of a, like, there are mechanics in the game, there are lots and but there's not one we've gone, oh, that's super, you know, don't you just love yeah, yeah, doing yeah. that? It doesn't have that visceral feeling of like, you know, in Mario, when you make a jump, when you're doing some platforming, that is, I'm, I, I go back to Mario because it's the simplest and easiest example. But, yeah. you know, that mechanic of just like, it feels so smooth, it feels so natural, and it yeah. feels very easy 
to do and i mean you know celeste more recently as well like in in exactly the same thing like mm. it perfected a jumping and and dashing mechanic is gta really iconic yeah characters world yeah mechanics Big. yeah it has lots of interesting mechanics i mean the just characters the are actually really good in gta yeah i'd say gta probably is yeah i'm not, sorry i'm, I'm still not sure going what the, the iconic moments in there would be oh anything involving trevor yeah i don't people. remember I, I remember he's generally mad but yeah being a horrible horrible bastard like yeah anything involving him yeah, that's interesting um yeah, I was trying to think of some others. Max Payne is a good one. That's iconic. But the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but again, good plot, interesting world. Um, Grumpy hero. <laughs> but it definitely has the mechanic thing down. A very, very... It's a good example because it's a very simple mechanic, much like we were talking about Mario being a simple mechanic. So that bullet time slow down, yeah. And it's really fun to do, yeah. They have to change the genre. That's it. They have to. They have to... Bring bring new things to the genre. Mirror's Edge, I think that goes under the sort of tough. iconic slash cult because again, I don't think I think that was that was a bomb, right? But people love it, and yeah, that you know I the parkour that was that yeah. was one of the first games, uh, first person games I remember playing that that nailed um, platforming basically. And it sounds so easy and simple, but like to do platforming in first person is really hard. And most of the time sucks. And that was one of the first yeah. games where it did not suck. Cyberpunk is one of the few games that does actually feel like Mirror's Edge. It's that yeah. intense first person. Yeah, I think they looked at they must have looked at it a lot. Oh, must, yeah. That's interesting. Silent Hill, uh, I'd say definitely iconic. And I did, yeah. would I say the sequels are? Again, I think you either say the series is iconic or you say Silent Hill is iconic. Um, yeah. It's weird. Tell us what you think uh, are iconic games. Message us on our Twitter or email us. We'll give the deets at the end, but because I can't remember from the top of my head. Well, I think that's. I, I think that's the end. We finally got. We finally got there. It's yeah, not this... as bad as I expected. It's it, we're what uh, ninety minutes, a hundred minutes. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, I've been James Ide. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Geomography, or you can read my articles on Mirror.co.uk forward slash authors forward slash James hyphen Ide. Woo! You can find us on Instagram at at XDrive Megabox. You can find us on Anchor FM uh, forward slash XDMB. Uh, we have an email address. You can send us a lovely email yeah. at xdrivemegabox at gmail.com. Yep, we also have a Twitter, which, again, as you can imagine, is uh, at xdrivemegabox. Yeah, yeah. It's all super consistent. Cool. Um, so, yeah, please please do uh, rate and subscribe. It really helps the podcast and helps more people hear our wonderful lyrical voices. And, uh, yeah, come join us next time, which we'll be talking about... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So we were going to recommend each other games, weren't we? We were. We haven't added that in. Do we do want, we want to, to do that? Now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So last week we promised that we'd set each other games that we really love, um, but the other hadn't played. So for next time, shall we ask, so Jimbo first, what, what do you want me to play? So I would like you to play. I've I've never mentioned it. This like tiny little game called Planescape Torment. I don't know if you've heard of it. Huge shock. Huge yeah. shock. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll get a hold of it. 
Um, um, so I'll, I'll accept the GOG edition, the enhanced edition, however you want to play it. You can play I'm it on your Switch. Presumably full like. completion. That, no, 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 I mean, no, no. That no, is no, your no, middle no. name. No, no, no. I will not make you complete a game. Um, just play it and, and tell me what you think of it. And, and just walk into it with an open mind is all I ask. Yes. And be prepared for a lot of reading and let go of a few preconceptions because some of the ways you solve things in that game aren't... They, they tee them up to look a certain way, but they're actually very abstract. Okay. Okay, that is very abstract advice in itself. Yes, and uh, what can change the nature of a man? That's the other thing that you need to think oh about. What God. can change oh the nature of a man? Uh, cosmic rays? Or uh, no, no, th there's no answer. It's, All right, fine, fine. It's rhetorical. Okay, so so I have I have a choice of three for you, okay? Okay. So, it can either be The Witness. Okay. Which is the puzzle game from Donathan Blow. Mm-hmm. And have a look at it. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, it's puzzles. The second one, the second option is uh, Ancestors, A Humankind Odyssey. Oh, I saw this any the other day. Any of these, I, I think, we... you can probably pick up for about 15 quid. And the third one, the third option is Paradise Killer. Oh, these are all really good. Um... I, I mean, I, I didn't pick them, you know, out of hatred or spite. I thought <laughs> you might you might stand a chance of enjoying them or finding them interesting a bit. Um, I'm curious about Ancestors, but you've mentioned Paradise Killer quite a few times. So I guess it's between those two. Which, which would you wholeheartedly recommend? Which is honestly your favourite out of those two? Oh, honestly, my favourite, Paradise Killer, like, okay, hands down. It's I, done. I think Ancestors is interesting. Paradise Killer, it is. Let's do Paradise Killer. Oh, that's nice. That, that'll be friendly on your time as well. It's quite, uh, it's a short game. And what's it on? Uh, uh, Switch. Switch up. Cool. Even better. I can yeah. pick up and play it and put it down. Yeah. You can take it with you wherever you go, wherever it pleases you to <laughs> Wherever go. in the world from I'll the, go, from the isn't sitting my room living to room. the kitchen. <laughs> and on that joyous note, thank you. Thank you for listening. We love you. We'll see you next time. See you next and time, gentle listener. And Stay uh, safe and happy. <laughs>